This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. What's up? What's happening? We're live. It is finally draft week, which is awesome. I, I tell people, my guys at the OBR, uh, that it is two weeks too long. This thing right now is like two weeks ago, this thing should have been done and wrapped up, but they pushed this thing out as far as they can push it. And all of us are still trying to talk, have discussions about the draft, and we're tired of doing it. We want to know who the heck are these guys going to pick. So I have a great group of guests lined up for this week pretty pumped about it because we can actually talk about some real tangible things this week that are that are going to a happen and, and b we have a really good idea of things as we lead to the day of so i hope some of you are going to it live and, and checking it out at the site if you watch the latest building the browns really really cool setup they have up there pretty pumped about some of our guys going live fred greetham will be up there live uh jared uh, our Jared Mueller will be up there live, and then Johnny Kinsley, one of our uh, other young writers, is going to be up there live covering it as well. We will check in with them. House cleaning items to talk about. Reminder, at 7.30, both Thursday night and Friday night, we will be checking in live during the draft. We will have a show all night Thursday night during the first night of the draft, which is awesome. Everybody from the OBR will be in and out joining us. I'll be hosting it. We'll just be talking our way through it. And the beautiful part of it is we'll have a great presentation that you won't even need to have ESPN up or whoever other talking head uh, up during the show because we'll be covering picks live as they happen, flashing stuff across the screen to tell you when picks are made, stuff like that. So join us Thursday night. Then we will check in live again at 7.30. Starts at 7 o'clock on Friday night. We'll check in at 7.30, right around the time the Browns are a little bit before the Browns are making their pick at 59, and then we'll last through their picks 89 and 91 uh, a couple hours on Friday night. I know all of us have lives, believe it or not, so we will not be able to go the full-time Friday, but uh, maybe we'll check in for a little Saturday too. But the official plan, hang out with us for the first round on this stream. Check us out. Hang out with us on Friday night. It'll be a ton of fun. Chat rooms pop and a bunch of different things. There's around 75 of us in here. A good uptick. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised because our guest is a great guest and is going to talk about some things that we haven't talked about and give us a broad picture the way only he can. If you have been a uh, OBR member long before my arrival at the OBR, Lane has been covering the Browns forever. He's been doing a great job. He's been he's been covering these guys from not just the perspective of covering them uh, from a from a this happened, but it's hey, this is what's going to happen perspective and rumor central. It's out there. He's the best doing it. Lane Atkins joins the show. Lane, how are you, my friend? How you doing, Jake? I'm great, man. I'm great. I'm pumped you're here. I know you just got the mic the other day. I know we're going to get video set up for you at some point, but the important thing is your voice and your opinion. And Lane, tell me about 
we'll hit this thing running, man. Tell me about what you think of this offseason in terms of some big things that have happened, the signings, the kind of big, broad picture, and into the Sheldon cut and kind of where you are with how their offseason has gone so far. Now, let's just get to it with Andrew Barry. You know, he said he was going to be aggressive from the get-go, and it's exactly what he did. You know, arguably goes out and signs the best safety in free agency, one of the two best inside corners in free agency. Um, he just – tremendous job. I mean, you needed to overhaul this defense, and, you know, they went into free agency and just it just worked it. And especially at a very low salary cap hit where they spread this thing out over an extended period of time to just keep adding these people. And you had a – Jadavion Clowney in there where everybody's screaming, oh, he's an edge, he can't rush the passer, can't do this, can't do that. The only problem is the guy's a talent. He's a run stopper. He can play inside. He's versatile. You know, just, just look at this defense when you're you're lining up Clowney, a Tarek McKinley or a Malik Jackson, Billings. It, he just – the options are unlimited compared to what you had a season ago. You know, it's it's a really strong start to the season on what they've accomplished to this point. Yeah, and two, listen, the great points there about what they've done so far. And if you had to guess, Lane, they make these draft picks that shakes out whatever way it shakes out. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they get a couple corners, maybe they get one corner, maybe they get one. Are they done, or do you think there is the possibility of maybe going out and getting somebody post-draft at a position that they don't force? Because I keep telling people this, Lane, like, they're not going to force a pick. Like, if they're if all the top four corners are gone, they're not going to force a first round corner because they air quotes need a first, they need a corner or like they're just going to pick the best player that's there and then kind of play the field after that. Do you think there's a chance they could maybe make some sort of little, uh, you know, a little pick me up move, maybe a corner edge, something like that post, uh, post draft? Right on the point there. They've had their ear to the ground here, you know, for weeks regarding some of the available free agents that are out there. And it's, it's a financial thing. you got players that are expecting more money than what teams are willing to offer, and it's just the way it is. And you, you run into this every year. Just just been more magnified this year. But, yes, there's, there's a handful of guys that they still have their eyes on, you know, cornerbacks, defensive backs, too, because they need help there. They need at least a couple corners. You may arguably need another safety. It, you, keep, you just keep that open because at, at some point, the rubber is going to meet the road. And these guys are going to take the they're going to take the money, you know. You're, the eight million dollar salaries just aren't there. You're, you're going to see guys that are going to end up taking three three and a half million dollars to play it out and get into the next offseason to see where they're at. So is where they're standing right now. They're still looking. They're still interested. It's just we're in just a big draft mode time now, but free agency is still on the back burner, and anything can happen. Yeah, it's especially interesting when you look at a couple guys they've had in the building, like Gary on Conley, some guys like that who could who could still be helpful, but you're right. Maybe you're waiting to see if there's more money out there, but in all likelihood, with the situation going on with the cat for this one season, it's probably not out there. So uh, interesting news lately. We should talk about it. They picked up uh, fifth-year options on Baker Mayfield, picked up fifth-year options on Denzel Ward. Lane, where, mm-hmm. where are you on um, both of those guys? I mean, I, I don't think – Either side is in a rush because of the extended salary cap. And probably, too, with Baker Lane, he's probably sitting here saying, I got another year I can ball out in this system, and then I want to see what maybe contracts Josh Allen and Lamar get. Are you? Do you think, if you had to hunch it, do you think it's a before-this-season thing, or do you think both sides are extremely patient and we kind of see it on the back burner until next year? Picking up the options on Mayfield and Ward was a no-brainer. We knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of when before the deadline. Uh, as far as, you know, looking at new contracts for Baker Mayfield, it, it is patient. I mean, 
Mayfield side's patient. The Browns are patient. They they know what they're dealing with. They they have a a good understanding on each side. Each side knows what the market is. It's just a matter of just seeing what everybody gets and just doing the timing and getting it down right when you need to do it. You know, releasing Sheldon Richardson, you know, gave him another, you know, ten to twelve million dollars in their war chest, and it's things like this that they're going to use for maybe a guy like Mayfield down the road or or a Nick Chubb getting his deal done. So it's just it's just a matter of time. It's a patience thing, and at some point it's going to happen. It just it's the matter of when. Yeah, that's that's what I like especially is that I think people forget this point that you can take the situation is you can roll over that cap. I mean, they're going to maybe use it on somebody a little bit of a portion of that on somebody, but I think people don't understand that if they don't use the twelve million that they had on Sheldon, they roll that cap into the next year, and right. that's maybe the early portion of a Nick Chubb extension. That's right. the money that you can shovel in there. So keep that in mind, folks, when you think about, well, why aren't they spending every single dollar? Well, you can roll that in and go over the cap. And then it's like you didn't even have to pay Nick Chubb when you got out in front of it. So we'll keep that in mind. Listen, let's talk the draft because that's why we're here, Lane. We're, we're, we're now, what is it, four days away. It's Sunday. We got four days until this thing finally kicks off. What do you think they want to do with this draft? Do you think it is – do you think they're going to sh- kind of put themselves in the position to take some – some spots, maybe maybe a corner that they feel they need, or maybe an edge they think they need, or you know they did let Sheldon go, so there there there's a little bit of an idea. Maybe they need to add something along the interior, or do you think it is like, hey man, we're pick twenty six and the and 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 Rashad Bateman's here and we should take this guy? Like, is it true best player available, or do you see them trying to meet in the middle on kind of need and um, you know kind of the best player there? My understanding and feeling with them, it's always the best player available for them. Not just today, but tomorrow. And when you look at that, and you can look at the wide receivers, the corners, the edges, all guys of importance that can help you now, some more now than others, all definitely can help you later. Just considering some of the contracts and the statuses of some of the deals that they have in place going forward after this season. You have, you have to look at the situation, see how that board falls. It's going to be interesting because you know once a corner goes, I think we're going to see a run on corners. The edges, I think the edges are overrated for sitting up that high. When you start looking at, do you want to trade up into the teens for a guy? Do you want to sit there and be patient at 26? I think at 26, you have a chance you're going to get a guy if you're you're looking for an edge. I think it's going to come down to the best player on the board that's available for them. Well, let's talk about some of those best players. Who are guys that... Maybe these are guys, Lane, that you've heard a little buzz about they're connected to. Not just the Browns have had them in for a visit, but they're actually interested in these guys. And I'm not trying to make you give anything away here, but like, are there guys that you have caught the eye or maybe what you, you know, the fly on the wall has heard about guys they're really interested in? Well, I could throw a a couple cornerbacks at you right away. They like J.C. Horn. They're very intrigued with Farley. They like Newsom. And I know that they've looked at Eric Stokes. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A couple times. So when you look at the cornerbacks, they've pretty much, they're corralling everything just to get that idea of who could be there for them, what works for them, and who they like. You look at the edges. You know, there's a guy down in Georgia, Aziz, that they, they like. And there's some interest in a one of the Penn State edges. There's It's it's just a widespread thing. It makes it more difficult to, to be able to fine-tune and get right down to what you think they're going to do and the information you get is because you're sitting at 26. Something that they're not accustomed to, something that we're not accustomed to and trying to deal with what they're going to do. It's, it's a new world. And just everything that's going to fall off in front of us we have no idea. From self-help books to meditation, we work hard to find peace of mind. Xfinity Home helps you rest easy with a total home security solution. Installed by experts and powered by secure and reliable Xfinity Wi-Fi, you'll get 24-7 professional monitoring with fast response times and real-time alerts, like when doors and windows are opened. Rest easier with Xfinity Home. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash home security. Restrictions apply. Residential customers only. Requires compatible high-speed internet. Professional installation required. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. A good question here, Lane, from a, um, well, I guess a couple more comments came in too quick there. <laughs> Are they okay with Farley's injury history? Do you have any insight on that? I'm not sure any of us do, but maybe you've heard something on that, Lane. Or are you uh, you catching anything in the wind about what they think of his back stuff? Just the little birdie says is that that's something that is correctable. You know, it's just interesting that he's had the problem a couple times now. But, you know, he's an outstanding talent and when healthy, arguably the best corner in this draft. And it, he's a guy that you have to look at. You have to find a way to get into those, dig into those medicals and find out if he's something, this is something that can be worked. As far as talent, this guy's got it. As far as the medicals, it's it's a question mark. The interesting thing is that he's not off their board, which tells me that the interest is legitimate. Yeah, I'll ask you, too, another question about interesting guys around 26. Where are you on the idea that, that guys like Zayvon Collins, guys like Jamin Davis... I'm not going to include Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa because we've talked about this lane. We don't see him as a linebacker. But right. do you think guys like Jamin, guys like guys like um, you know Zayvon Collins are in play, or do you think that it is it is truly what the public thinks, which is they're not going to really ever prioritize that position unless maybe Jacob Phillips becomes you know an unbelievable player at the NFL level, then maybe they'll pay them. But do you see them investing top dollar or investing a first two round type of pick on that player and i've i've played through the scenarios i've been doing it for the last three weeks just every trying to cross every t and dot every i and i can see a scenario where they would look at a guy like collins my question is is that now he's beefed, up, he's beefed up to 270 yeah okay so what's what's the process and the thought behind that because he's not 
going to be that linebacker at 270. So is he looking to play more stand-up edge? Is he coming off? It's there's there's something going on with that situation. But I've seen I've played through scenarios where I could see them taking a Collins because they could use a guy like that. But he's not he's not the fit for what they really want to do, which makes me question everybody screaming about this team needs linebackers and invest heavily in them, especially in the first round. I just I have a problem. I don't see it. Yeah, well, let's let, let, let's talk about it, the other guy we just mentioned, JOK, Owusu uh, Koromoa. If they were to okay, let's let's go through this situation, Lane. You know, you mm-hmm. talked about Aziz is off the board. You talked about Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay is off the board, and maybe there's a run on corners. I did a mock draft today, and by the thir- the twelfth pick, Lane off the board, Sertan goes nine, uh, J.C. Horn goes ten, and Farley goes twelve, and then that means picks thirteen to twenty five. Unless you want to move up, which I just don't see them moving up. If 13 to 25, Greg Newsom is the only DB of real value that is air quotes, the NFL, we know there could be a shakeup on draft day. They, he gets snatched up at 21. I think the Colts take him. So it's like you're sitting right. at 26. Owusu Koromoa is on the board. Do you see them really being interested in that player? And do you think he's a real fit as that hybrid rover type of player in this defense? I believe the corners run off the board as quickly as what you were just talking about. And I've mocked up a couple scenarios where I could see them gone by that 12, 14 area pick, leaving one left. I could see the Browns being very interested in bumping back down. I don't see them investing heavily to move, say, on an edge unless the right guy's there. And I think Pay is a, an amazing talent. Um, JOK is an it's an interesting guy. He, he cover. I, I think he's a guy who can be that third safety type mm-hmm. in this in this defense with what Joe Woods is trying to do. He's just a, he's a really a tremendous physical talent, really great ability. He's smart. I think if you're sitting at 26 and a guy like that is sitting in your lap, you really have to seriously consider that. Just just on the talent and what he can provide alone. I'm with it. I'm with it. He's an extremely, extremely gifted player who people have tried to compare him lane to Isaiah Simmons. And I don't see the same player. Isaiah Simmons was six, four two, thirty, yeah, no. and change. And, and people saw the testing numbers with him and thought he could do more than what the film showed. And I still think right. Simmons is a fine player in Arizona. Start to catch on by the end of the year. He was more, in my opinion, a guy who at the college level had his best success with Clemson approaching the line of scrimmage and, mm-hmm. and making plays in the run game and the pass game, attacking forward as a rusher or a run defender in that regard. He did not have yeah. coverage ability that I think JOK comes in. So comes in the league with. So I, I'm not trying to say that he's a better player, but but I think he's a more interesting and well balanced prospect for the role that we're talking about there. So um, I'm with you. It's tough. If he's sitting there at 26 and unless a guy like Newsom's there or other, another player, maybe they just love, it'd be hard pressed to pass on that player. And I think you don't have to look, don't look at the LB next to his name. He's right. more than that. So a couple questions that have come up here is wide receiver an option at 26. Steve Elps wants to know that, uh, from you lane. Sure. It's an option, but I think the guy that they would really take isn't going to be there. I think, I think Bateman is the guy. And I believe he's gone before we get to 26. I agree with that. I even put out the hot take. I thought he could go before Devontae Smith. We'll see if that yeah. pans out. I mean, Another good question really, here. Really good. He's very good. He's very good. And, he, and, I, and I think people forget with Bateman that his 2020 struggles, 
he lost 20 pounds with COVID, right. man. Like that re- really hit him hard. And that's a big part of it. Look at 2019 Bateman, one of the best in the country. Yep. Do you see them using all their picks? Steve T wants to know that question. No, I don't see them using all the picks. I mean, I can see them. I can see them trade back out of 26 and gain another pick in, in 2021 and start coupling these things up to move around a little bit. But no, I don't see them making nine or nine picks in this draft. There's really no reason to. I mean, you can look at the roster and you can say, oh, yeah, there's, you know, Nah, the roster set. No, you got you got some competitive situations where you can bring people in and and compete on the back end of that roster. But as far as that's concerned, I mean, me, my philosophy is if I can trade a fourth this year to get a third next year, I'm jumping on it. So that's that's how I think. Hundred percent, good point there. I, I wanted to say it if you didn't say it, and of course you said it. Another question from King Dave asks: Would the Browns consider Parsons if he slid? I think this is interesting, Lane, because. Yeah. Listen, the guy's hyper-talented. We saw what his testing numbers are, and we know his production at Penn State. There is some off-field red flag stuff that has come up with him. I'm not going to comment on it because I don't know enough about it. I I don't know, man. I don't don't know. I'm interested in what you think about him, and if he slides, if they would really be interested in him at 26. Of all the legitimate first-round names that you see popping up in this draft, or maybe even the guys through the top 40, Parsons is the one name I have never heard in regards to the Browns. Not once. That's interesting. And that matters. That yeah. matters, man. They got then if they're not bringing people in, if there's not somebody talking to people who are connected and they're not hearing that name, it's probably just uh, it's probably just a pipe dream at that point. Another good question: Do you think it'd be smart to trade up? Maybe not. They don't trade up in the first round, but maybe they trade up in the second round for a guy like Elijah Moore. Are you interested in something along those lines? Ooh, I would be all over a move like that. Yes, I think so too. I think yeah. so too. Very, I will. Very, I will ask you. Go ahead. Very, very, very talented wide receiver. I this guy. This guy's going to make noise at the next level, and I wouldn't mind if it was in Cleveland. Call good call. Less another question. We got some good ones coming in tonight. Over 130 people in here. This is awesome. Uh, dream prospect and draft pick at 26 and 59. I'll let you answer first, Lane. <laughs> you could pick I, anybody in I, this range. Yeah, uh, boy. If if I could get a newsome or somebody at 26, I'd be really happy with that. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, at 59, same scenario. If I don't get a, if I can't get that corner at 26, I'd love to get a Samuel or somebody at 59. Um. Elijah Moore, you know, somebody like that, somebody is going to come in here, it's going to compete and give them the opportunity, not just this year, but going forward to help stabilize a roster when, you know, there's an opportunity that you see may see some salary and talent start to leave out of here. And, you know, it, it helps, it helps them to get these young guys in here that are ready to progress and take that next step because it helps cap management. And that's what you always want to look for, especially a team like the Browns. Yeah, they've talked about how they're playing the long game. You mentioned it earlier. Andrew Barry was adamant about that. They're not in for the short fix. Um, stay put or trade back? I would vote trade back. I think that's the most likely outcome. Are you on that one too? Uh, uh, for me, it depends on the board. If it depends on who's sitting there for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, gaining more capital is always good, but there's there's cases too where I could see the right guy being a few spots ahead of them that they really like, and they may be interested in maybe throwing a little bit at capital into the mix to grab that guy if they feel he's a must-have. That's a good point. Listen, you heard it here first. He's talking about that the right guy is there. Lane says they could move up a couple spots to get him, so keep that in mind. Another good question from Jack McCurry. Odds they add an interior offensive lineman in the first 
three rounds. I went today with Kendrick Green from Illinois at pick 110. I really liked that spot for alignment. I personally don't think they would do one in the first three rounds, but I'm interested in your opinion on it, Lane. I'll be curious a little bit. I know that they like the depth that they have on the roster. There are some concerns, you know, going forward because, you know, J.C. Treader, this could be his last season in Cleveland. You know, they got to deal with the Wyatt Teller situation, which is going to be a, a huge contract. Uh, I know there's an interior offensive lineman sitting over there in Wisconsin Whitewater that's caught their attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be interesting going forward because we're looking at another position group that is going to be really a highly expensive area if it continues to be constructed the way it is, just like wide receiver is right now. So it's yep. something to consider. But knowing that they like the talent they have, I think it would have to be something out of the ordinary to happen to nab one in the first three rounds. Good call. Another question. We got great questions coming. I'm just going to fire these at you, Lane. I hope that's okay. Yeah, these are good. They're great. Do you see the Browns taking another tight end in the middle to late rounds? I've thought around pick two, if they keep them all, 169 has some interesting names and 211 yes. does. Um, do you think they keep investing in that if the right guy's there? I, I agree with you. I think when you start getting into that 169 range, there's some actually some guys that are athletic and talented that I think could help. That doesn't have to be an immediate thing for them. But considering how they... They like tight ends. This offense is geared to things like that, even though it's going to mm-hmm. evolve more and more into a, an open-type deal. I can see them continuing to look at tight ends. It's, it's like some teams look at quarterbacks. You draft one every year. I think this is going to be the type of organization that's going to look at tight ends until they can't fill anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point, and especially a sneaky because they can – a sneaky need – it's not a need per se, but an eye on that position like you talked about the interior O-line. David Njoku's contract is up at the end of next year. Maybe they work something out. Maybe they don't. And if Austin Hooper doesn't quite catch his stride to be worth every penny his his years are uh, worth after this next year, right. there is some wiggle room to move around there. Luke Rowan's a good friend of mine, a good, good friend of the OBR of the show. Yeah. Uh, best safety fit for Wood's scheme. I would say if they're looking early, Steve Elps asked this question about Trevon Merrick. He is an ideal fit early if they if they say, hey, we want a safety early, uh, and, and we're yep. sitting at 26. Some guys are gone. Mary's good. I'll throw this question yep. back to you, Lane, in just a second. I'll say Jamar Johnson from Indiana, too, man. That guy can fill some positions, man. Deep safety, half field, come up and hit you. Who do you got, Lane? That dude can ball. Yeah. I I have no names to add. You covered the bases. <laughs> well, let's talk about Terrace Marshall, the wide receiver from LSU. Love Is he him. a realistic 26 pick option? You love him? I think. You know, I got a hunch that somebody is going to nab this guy earlier than what everybody thinks. And I, I think this guy can play. I really believe that he's going he's gonna to make some noise here. Everybody's going to scream, chase, chase, chase. I think Terrence Marshall, in the right, right system and the right opportunity, is going to be loud. Big physical player. I, I'd be interested yeah. to see what the, the medical, some medical stuff came out about him last week. Have to see. I think he might go into round two, and that's an interesting player in round two. Right, uh, it's going to sure. be interesting if he goes if he goes into the two. And you have to take all that with a grain of salt too with this medical stuff because you know, now we're getting to the time where you know we're going to start getting this little bit of information coming out that's going to try to force some of these guys to slide. And there's a reason why it's happening now. You know, this kind of this kind of stuff should have happened weeks ago, but now it's happening now. So there, there's there's a purpose behind it. Yeah, that's the thing that people don't understand is, and I think Andrew Barry talked about it, not this building the Browns, but the one before about the, the combine people think of so much about testing while it is, 
it's so much more about getting guys in the building for one sweep of, of physicals, right. team evaluations, and all of that stuff that they got to go get it from 18 different places. And then we're getting reports just late last week, or it was maybe the week before, we're just getting Farley's information, still kind of waiting on Jalen Phillips, the Miami edge, about the concussions. Like right. this just, it's so scattered and it's right up until the last minute, man. And that's, that's the thing that's really crazy. Um, you know, and one with like Jalen Phillips is tough because it's one thing if it's a knee. Concussion. You just don't know what's going on in there. Yeah, I, I, I know, think, I think, yeah, go ahead. It's, that's a, that's, that's a very tough one. I mean, th- th- that guy is very talented and he can really get it. He's got good bend and just quickness and explosiveness, but you just don't know because one shot and it's over. Yeah. Especially with so many of them have added up. I'll, I'll ask another good question here and you don't have to dig into this very deep. Uh, but is Najoku a guy who in the package they could use to move up for somebody who is interested in it? He's still a young tight end. Right. Could he be a guy that helps them jump into the teens if the right team is interested? I don't think that him being part of any package is going to be that monumental in a move. Gotcha. Nice player. Uh, no. Yeah, I'm with it. Um, so question here from Josh, Josh below over at, uh, over waiting for next year. Someone had to ask if Bateman, a guy like Marshall dropped to 26, the Browns take him. Does that mean anything for the future of OBJ and Cleveland? I will say my opinion lane, then I'll let you go. Mm-hmm. I think they're in a huge wait and see mode with OBJ. I don't think the market is very hot for him when that, that conversation has happened. And I think they, they still think he could be worth more than what the, the play, the, the the return might be this year. This is just my hunch again. This is nothing from Lane. I'm gonna let him chime in. I think they want to see what he comes back and looks at. Like. Because again, it's a guy who relies heavily on his ability to get in and out of cuts and all the time, and he is still not cutting yet. So it's like I think that if he comes back and has a solid season, maybe the week four, five, six on, there's a chance he's with them long term. But if he doesn't, then you know, I wouldn't read too much into it, in my opinion, if they take a receiver because they kind of, they want to keep adding there. Jarvis is up against it with his contract after next year, and, and Higgins is a one-year guy. So I think they just want to keep adding. I wouldn't read it as they draft Bateman at 26 or they go trade up to pick 52 for Elijah Moore or something. That, oh, that means they're trading Odell. I don't think that's the case. What do you think? What do you know? You know more of this than I do, so I'll say it that way. <laughs> They can sit at 26 and take a wide receiver. It doesn't change the immediacy of what they're going to do with the wide uh, wide receiver position going forward. And it's about now and later. And we know what the contracts look like later. Not with just OBJ, but his running mate, Jarvis Landry. We're talking a lot of money, a lot of cap space in a wide receiver room where you can get faster, quicker, healthier, and cheaper very easily. Something to look at, something to keep in the back of your mind, but drafting a guy at 26 isn't going to change the perception of what it is right now. It's a good answer. Perfect answer. I will ask this last question because it's already a half hour. We keep this thing a half hour below. There have been some great questions, guys. We will do this again with Lane. We're at 150 people in here. Any chance we trade for Daniil Hunter, Marcus Lattimore, um, or, or Stefan Gilmore. I, I don't have any insight on that lane. You can you can give anything you have on that one, and that'll wrap us up for the day. Well, as I look at the screen, I see Daniel Hunter, no. Marcus Lattimore, no. Stephen Gilmore, 
Stay tuned. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love it. Guys, this is Lane. You know, you know Lane long before you knew me. He's the best in the business doing this thing, man. He's at the real LA underscore on Twitter. Lane, man, thanks so much for taking your time with us tonight. And I I think we'll probably end up checking in with you on draft night too, my friend. We'll be around him. Thank you much. All right, man. Guys, I appreciate you checking in with us tonight. Subscribe to this YouTube channel if you have not, so you know when we go live. So many great questions. This was a lot of fun. Make sure that you please as well check in with the podcast and subscribe and uh, give us a review on there. We appreciate that. This was fun. So many good insights shared by Lane. It's a great stuff, and this guy knows what he's talking about. You know that. That's why you're with us. If you're not with us, you get those insights before anybody else if you check us out at the OBR. $1 for your first month so you can prove we can prove to you we are worth your investment. Appreciate you guys. Shout out. Have a great night. We'll check in tomorrow with another great guest. Go Browns. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.